After a near five month break, we were back racing this weekend, and very few can be left disappointed. Let's get started. And they are going to win! Pierre Gasly wins the Italian Grand Prix! Three cars going well to well as Perez is caught by Charles Leclerc and his three cars gone off! It's a DNF for MAX! The world championship record is equaled. Lewis Hamilton, seven-time champion of the world! Strong intro there, Tom. Strong, very strong. My brain went, tick, that's correct. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I've actually heard some people like on podcasts and Twitter and that lot saying, essentially, they thought this race was a disappointment because Hamilton won and Red Bull essentially bottled it after taking pole. I, I, I failed to see how you can be of that persuasion after the last few laps, but uh, do you guys sympathise, agree, or what do you think? No, I don't. I don't think we can. I, I can't agree with that statement. People have been okay. saying it, though, right? Yeah. Well, I I haven't seen that, or maybe that's because I live in an echo chamber where everyone says it's great. So, um, yeah, I I don't I I haven't picked up on that myself. I suppose you could incorrectly be of that mm. disposition if you if you don't think that the strategy is part of Formula One. But I was just sitting there when um, Hamilton was gaining on on Verstappen after he'd pitted first because it was Mercedes who undercut they did pit first Hamilton was in second they pitted him gave him fresher tires and he started catching Verstappen and I was just sitting there going come on Red Bull you've got to pit him you've got you've got to Mm. pit him and it felt to me I don't know whether or not you'll agree with this but it felt to me like Red Bull weren't expecting to be in the lead and so they were a bit like (laughs) oh we've got to plan for the undercut slash the overcut uh, th- this is something new and and therefore they weren't quite ready to have to play into that sort of strategy game with with mercedes because it's very easy to be in second place and sort of mess up a strategy and still be in second place that's that's an okay result oh no we we kind of bottled that but oops who cares because we still got second and then mercedes is fast <laughs> um so i felt like this time and then they did it again sorry <laughs> They did it again. They then went, oh no, we're back in front after after Verstappen caught up with Hamilton. And and then they forgot to try and undercut Mercedes and the same thing happened again. Verstappen went from eight seconds back to the back of Hamilton's car twice, which means he should have won by like 16 seconds. So yeah, I think he they, they bottled that, but that's part of it right and i was Mm. sitting there like i was i was like i had my hands behind my back i was like leaning forward over the sofa staring at the screen i was checking the formula one in uh, f1 in review twitter to see what was going on there um follow us if you don't already (laughs) it was such a great race i just big smile on my face the entire time anyway liv what do you think (laughs) i going back to tom's point i think People, we sometimes we can understand why people, including us, when the result is Hamilton Verstappen Bottas, go that was boring. But I have a problem with those kind of races when it's led from start to finish, finish twenty seconds ahead, blah 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 blah. I do not have a problem with that one two three if it's as exciting as it was, right? If it's that kind of racing, if it's not point seven seconds as they cross the line gap as they cross the line, that. I'm fine with and I think that's hmm. the difference and that's why these people are wrong in this instance yes that that result of those three on the podium that's the 14th time they've been on the podium together 
it can be boring, but not when literally you're gripping your seat, as you were saying, Tristan, and like leaning forward and not knowing how it was going to end, because I had no idea. I was so excited, and me and my mum were, you know, we were yelling at the TV. I didn't even know who I wanted to win, to be honest. I was just so excited to see close racing. And I actually thought, um, I mean, we'll move on to track limits. Well, I think we're going to speak about it more next week. But I was actually so, like, I felt a lot of respect for Verstappen when he <laughs> when gave the place back and everything. But even and they made it even more exciting because I was thinking, oh my god, now what? Is he going to have time to to make it back? And he's only got one more lap, and he's only got two more DRS zones, and um, that was just amazing. Like that just made it so so good. And it, and they were just two drivers in an actually really really interesting race full of full of individuals who had really exciting um, competitions between them and their competitors. So it was really good it was i really enjoyed it what a way to start absolutely and and also um you can tell it's a great race because of the reactions afterwards mm. um in fact just listen to the way hamilton describes the end of the race oh, i'm so happy i really really am absolutely over the moon just to see the the response from the team knowing how difficult today really it was it was so tough for the first race was not um I was not expecting that we'd be in that position to be able to keep up with them in the first stint and stuff. So I, I was really grateful for it. You can tell that even he's sitting there going, we didn't expect this. We, mm-hmm. did, we didn't know this was going to happen. We didn't know it was going to be this close. It's like, it's, do you remember the British Grand Prix last year and Hamilton crosses the line and then they go, uh, Hamilton, uh, you've won. And he was like, oh, sorry, guys, I wasn't really concentrating. None of that. None of, of that. I'm just driving around in circles mm. because I know I can win. It was pure wheel to wheel fighting. It was a little bit anticlimactic that it was a, like a, a weird rule. Uh, you know, it was, it was just mm. a rule that, that yeah. lost Verstappen the place. But, you know, maybe, maybe, yes, they, that was another part of how they bottled it, really. You should... Verstappen have given him back the place there. Mm. Should he have waited mm. to um, later on after after the straights? Well, Perhaps. Verstappen said, uh, you guys have probably heard afterwards, Verstappen said on his radio afterwards, guys, you should have let me yeah. get the five-second penalty and stay ahead. Personally, I don't feel he would have made five-seconds gap ahead in that lap. Not it, when he's only half a second a lap but, faster. Yeah. But you can see his his way of thinking because it's more the it's possible like it's technically very unlikely but technically it could happen mm. whereas lewis could have a have an incident or something whereas the way that they decided to do it made it a significant like more simply more chance of losing if that makes sense yeah. but what's quite interesting i saw this post um on twitter that they obviously it was he let him back and then he only had pretty much like a lap to to then repass him again and i saw some people saying oh yeah but if he'd had one more lap, you know, he might have gotten past. And what's funny, yeah. what's funny <laughs> is the race was due to be one lap longer yeah. by his teammate, his own teammate, mm. breaking down on the on the outlap was, you know, made there be an, made there be an extra, like an extra um, lap at the start, which made a lap being taken away from the total race um, length. So really... Red Bull have just <laughs> their broken card, did they? No, whether he might have actually not made it back, in, made it up in that last lap, but it would have been interesting to have one more lap of battling. Well, what what do you think if let's say Perez hadn't bottled it? Yeah, do you think he would have got past? Oh, 
I want to say yes, to be fair, because mm-hmm. I think it was quite clear going into the final lap that I believe he was only 4.4 uh, seconds away from Hamilton. And yes, that was ebbing and flowing. And yes, Max was being quite clumsy through the last few laps. I think that was due to sort of more the emotion of it and the fact that he realised that, hey, he'd gotten the pole and it wasn't meant to be. But um, give him an extra lap, there would have been a chance, I think. But maybe not a clear-cut chance because, as we saw, Hamilton, in my view, ultimately won that race because he not only expertly manages tyres but also placed the car perfectly into every opportunity where Max could have got him uh, after the long straights at the start-finish, for example. Um, So I think he could have caught him, but would he have passed him? I think that's that's a different game altogether, if that makes sense. Um, but it's such a shame, really, for, for Perez. Your first day out in a brand new car, as we saw, a car that um, is probably the quickest or second quickest. It's very close. It's clear to see that testing at Bahrain um, was somewhat true and very true in the fact that um, Red Bull have got a very strong car and that Mercedes are not going to win this very cleanly or easily, as they have over the last few years, thank God. Um but yeah, Perez, his car just stopping. Once again, no fault of his own. We had this in the last race, I believe, when he's at Racing Point, his car just packed up. Thankfully, I, I read something somewhere. It said that he literally uh, went for the classic um, how about turning it on and off again to his engineers. Uh, and they said, yeah, we'll try that then. And it actually worked. So um, let that be a lesson to all those people out there who uh, you know, think that tech has beat them. Just turn it off and uh, have a go again. If it works in an F1 car, then uh, it'll probably work somewhere else, right? Yeah, and if you don't... Restarting a Formula 1 car is no easy feat. Mm. They don't have starter motors on board. Starter motors weigh something, so it's, it's you don't want one on on the uh, on the cars. They didn't have them in, in Formula 2 either. In fact, it, during the Formula 2 um, qualifying, uh, someone stopped on, on, on the way out to the track, and it's, it's like a similar thing happened then. Liv, do you know who it was? I don't... I was actually talking about in the feature race, someone... I don't even remember. Oh, the, uh, no, actually, one guy's fire extinguisher went off again, which is wild because that basically is like a one in something million and it happened oh, to... It happened wow. to um, I didn't see that. It no. happened to Schumacher last year in Formula no. 2 and then some guy's fire extinguisher went and it just the whole car shuts off. Anyway, but one guy went off track and um, was in the gravel or whatever, but basically the commentators were saying like in a Formula 1 car, you could make... You, you know, you could yeah. salvage this, you but can, you can't uh, in F2. You can restart a Formula 1 car by using the electrical power on board, it will give you. It will mm-hmm. use all of it, but you can jumpstart it because they don't have a starter motor like in mm-hmm. everyday road cars. So yeah, it, it, when we when we watched Paris stop, he shooed away the engineers. Like, get off me! Uh, you know, don't don't touch the car. I've got this, and uh, managed to mm-hmm. get it started and go start from the pit lane. To some extent, maybe it's sometimes nice to start in the pit lane if 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 there's absolute carnage down Mm. the first corner sometimes it's nice to be sort of two three seconds behind you know then you can avoid Vettel when he spins (laughs) or uh or Mazza spin um (laughs) which is oh there's so many things from that anyway we'll talk about Um, that but um yeah I I I think definitely when Perez is up to speed and I now think it is a when not an if um as much as we like to make jokes about Albon sitting in the corner going you know laughing I think (laughs) that Perez is going to go up to speed. It'll be really fun to see Hamilton and Bottas versus Verstappen and Perez. And I, I think Perez is now a, a worthy sort of rival to, to Bottas and teamwork between Verstappen and Perez could be absolutely uh, so useful for the Red Red Bull team because Hamilton 
has sometimes an advantage because Bottas, they Mercedes get Bottas to back, you know, second place or, or sorry, third place up, depending on where Bottas is. If you, Red Bull don't have that option. You don't. He, you, they can't get Verstappen to back someone up for to help Verstappen. Like it doesn't work like that. So mm. I think Red Bull is at the moment playing with one arm behind their back and it'd be really nice to see a second arm appear and it's an interesting point you say there about the sort of inter-team battle between Mercedes and Red Bull and how it's often a two versus one because um, Bottas's second pit stop was really slow as you know there was that problem removing the uh, uh, one of the front tyres but if that pit stop had gone to plan and had been what three seconds if that Verstappen would have been boxed in to either go really long and have little to no advantage on Hamilton, it would have been a procession again, or he could have then pitted just after um, Bottas to sort of cut off the the two-pronged attack from the Silver Arrow. So, yeah, having Perez up there will definitely even the battle out. And without Perez being there, you kind of think to yourself, can Verstappen win unless circumstances are going in his direction? Um, so, fingers crossed in that department. I am a bit concerned, however. Um, Perez has done a fantastic job. Don't get me wrong. I'm the, I'm the first one to sort of yell that one from the rooftops. But um, let's not forget that Perez has always done very well at Bahrain. And I'm, you know, a tad concerned that if that was, you know, a Hungary, a, a different circuit, a, a USA, a Russia, you know, another circuit which didn't pertain to um, Perez's skills per se, then he wouldn't have done as well, which makes you think that he's got to really be, you know, firing on all cylinders uh, up there with Max to make sure that Max and the team can win either races um, or even the constructors. But um, yeah, fingers crossed. Very optimistic. Yeah, I agree. And I'm just going back um, where you guys were saying, oh, it was a sh- such a shame for Perez. To be honest, like obviously it was, I couldn't believe it when it happened. But to be honest, I was sat with my dad and I went, you know what, this is just fine because it's Perez. Like he'll make his way back up through like, and we were making jokes already. Oh, where's he going to finish second, third? And like ended up fifth, which is obviously is fantastic. That's and an excellent drive. Yeah. It was fantastic, but it was the fact as well. It shows really like the sort of respect we have for his talent in the sense that we were just already saying when he was starting from the pit lane, me and my dad were joking about if he was in the top three, you know, by the end, because of the, we know how good he is at making yeah. his way through. And with that car, you know, even more likely. So no, it was a good finish for him. And your your comments about having that second driver that that can support, you know, that's that's something key that Christian Horner's banged on about for the last God knows how many years when he hasn't had that second driver for Max that he's so desperate to have. And I his 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 way he talks and describes Max is a bit weird in my opinion he's literally obsessed with him oh Max in Drive to Survive <laughs> in Drive to Survive in the last episode not the last episode the last season I think they started it off like they were talking about Red Bull and go and he goes oh and Max is oh Max is the greatest talent Max is Alex and then he went and Alex is um, Max's teammate <laughs> that's how he described him he did Pretty Max much. is this Max is that Max is this Max is that Alex is Max's teammate but it's true and that's because he has yet to find someone who is like the Bottas to the Hamilton, the one that can not only be a second, yes, be a second driver, but be the one that can also win, but could also be in that first, second, third place and be useful for tactics, holding people up, you know, um, strategy for pit stops, etc. So, yeah, that's what he needs. And that's what he hopefully thinks he's got. And I hope he has as well, because, oh, my God, if we have four four talented drivers that are all at the same level in those top, you know, two cars. Um, wow, I'm so excited. 
Oh, Perez is the new Bottas. What a lovely. I mean, <laughs> I mean, that's insulting. I think he's got he's got more oomph than Bottas, less beige, but but he'll play a similar role. Or you hey, know, maybe Bottas not. got fastest lap. Wow. Don't forget that. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, but that's what you do when you think, oh god, I can't win anything. With that's new tyres as well, you'd be a, sort of uh, amazed if that didn't happen. But I actually, I know we're yeah. not doing you know controversial opinions or predictions this race, <laughs> but I actually think that uh, Red Bull have the the best driver pairing on the. Yeah, no, fair enough. I, 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 I can see where you're coming from. I mean, that leads me on to actually really nicely the F1 fantasy situation oh, yes, where we've got yes. into ourselves now. Uh, I have, uh, mm-hmm. I, I decided to pick the well, not so good combination of Stroll and Vettel. Uh, I've since substituted Vettel out uh, since and um, to, to replace him with Norris. So I've now got Ricardo, Norris, and McLaren as my my like team. Um, but I, I think we should take a look at, at the standings for oh, that. I think we Let's should. Do it. <laughs> Let's do Let's it. Let's do it. Um, so I'm on 129 points. Uh, unfortunately, I have Vettel as well after tweeting. Ha, ha, ha. Bad luck if you've got Vettel in your team. And it, I really <laughs> yes, I saw uh, you. That was such a funny tweet, though. And I, and um, I didn't even realise yeah. that I had Vettel in my I team. I felt that personally. Um, yeah, I mean, that's self-inflicted for me as well. Um, but I've got Max and I've got Ricardo and I've got... McLaren as my team, who all did uh, rather well, but um, Gasly and Ocon, eh, not so much, not so much. So I'm uh, so I- I'm second from bottom with uh, in third place uh, with my team. Keep calm and McLaren on. Um, nice, thank you. Nice. And uh, unfortunately, I also had Vettel, who is now gone. Uh, I now have uh, Verstappen, Ricardo, Sonoda, Stroll, Norris, and then McLaren as my team. Uh, yeah. I- that's, that's okay, but uh, I look at above me, <coughs> Liv, mm. and uh, <laughs> someone is doing much better. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Well, Ang- we mentioned Angus as well. He got 178, which was good. Let me have a look at his team, actually. Um, yeah, so he had Verstappen and he had Red Bull as his team, and the Norris got him a lot of points through being his turbo driver. Um, yeah, so I have... 184 like i'm taking this as a like the reason i'm being like ha, 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 oh my god oh my god is because i know for a fact that it won't be long before i'm at the bottom so i'm just gonna take make the most of it. <laughs> um i always end up at the bottom even though i start well so anyway um yeah so i had um red bull as my team um but then i also had hamilton as as a driver and obviously not as my turbo driver because you can't make him a turbo driver um and then i had um norris and then both the Alpha Tauris. So obviously Gasly was a bit of a disappointment there. But um, I think in general, he's going to be strong to have in a team. But obviously it was a shame for him this weekend. And um, then Russell as well, because he was cheap, but also we like him. So yeah, hmm. yeah. Fantasy League, yeah. join I don't, I don't think any of us did particularly horrendously in, no. the, in the first No, first I mean, there's quite a um, gap from me to you, Tristan, but hey, it's only week one, so um, I, can, I can stomach that. All one. to play for it's still. All to play for, one, exactly, yeah. exactly. Now, yeah. speaking of the opposite, I suppose, of all to play for is a, is a team that we think isn't going to do particularly well at all in the season, and I'd like to lead us on to Haas, if we may. Go on. Um, and talk about... The performance, very briefly, of Nikita Mazaspin, as he's been nicknamed on social media, and Schumacher. And, okay, Liv, bear with me for a sec, but I did feel a teeny, teeny, tiny bit sorry for Mazapin, mm-hmm. even though he had the worst F1 debut for 19 years. 
I felt like, <laughs> yeah, um, he, he he came off at turn three, which is isn't great if I'm honest, but. It looks like the Haas is an absolute pig to drive this year. Schumacher also found found it difficult, and I don't know I, when when I was listening to um, when I was listening to Mazepin talk back, it seemed like he was actually genuinely quite sad that he came <laughs> off so early. And I was like, oh, poor Mazepin. But I, my favorite bit though was um, when they were talking when they were the commentators were talking about the the um, Mazepin coming off, and they went. Uh, in the background, a has has car has come off. Let's all assume it's Mazepin till we find out otherwise. That's <laughs> just like <laughs> so. Oh, it's so true. But I don't think Has are going to do well this year. I think they are. They're showing us now that they're going to be at the back, which is a shame because I think this might be the last season we have Has in the, in the sport. Mm. I think our they predictions just, are, are coming true, aren't they? We all sort of thought that Haas would be the worst team, or you know, they'd be it would be very close between them and Williams. And um, yeah, if you're only driving with one driver to start with, that makes it even harder than normal. Exactly. Um, and yeah, the car in itself looks pretty difficult to drive. And I feel that my prediction of oh yeah, Mick Schumacher is going to do a great job and score points will not be happening this year. But um, yeah. B- bad times if you're a Haas fan, point blank. Well, I wrote down mm. I wrote down how problematic the car was for um, Mazepin. He spun four times in qu- testing and quali and then crashed out by turn three mm. because he put down the power too early and just shot off by himself. So, it, I, again, it is one of these one of these moments where Mazepin is is going to have to prove himself in the sport rather than in formula 2 which is the thing i had most i was most anxious about strolls is the fact that you're supposed to prove yourself in formula 3 formula 2 and then come up when you're ready and it seems like two drivers now have are, are going to be able to prove themselves in formula 1 rather than in formula 2 mm. and stroll is now quite a competent driver but only because he's been able to prove himself in formula 1 you're not supposed to be in formula 1 until you're the pinnacle and if you mm-hmm. got the pinnacle get out of the car <laughs> well this is what's What's hilarious is when um, everything was going on uh, with Mazepin uh, earlier on in the in the well, after he got announced or whatever. Um, he said, <laughs> "Okay, like I, I, this is all horrible, horrible, but I'm gonna let my racing do the talking." <laughs> <laughs> oh, and wow. he's certainly done that. <laughs> and I've got to say, I, I absolutely don't feel sorry for someone who's committed more crimes than laps in an F1 car in a race. <laughs> um, so. To be honest, it was hilarious. As soon as I knew that he was not severely injured, I laughed. And I think, like, everyone, not everyone, most people did. It's, I've never known a an, an sort of mutual hatred for a person quite <laughs> so extensive. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. absolutely... Uh, you've got to he feel isn't very it. liked. Even the no. commentators mm-hmm. and, and uh, are... Mm. You have to feel for... Yeah. I mean, I said this before, the social media media people at house. oh my God. <laughs> but the thing is, interestingly, they've had the best engagement they've had in like 10 years. <laughs> or or however many they've been around because people are interacting on their posts constantly. But anyway, changing, going back, yeah, that car honestly looks absolutely horrific and you know mick i got mick won f2 yes that doesn't make you immediately like a genius driver but he won f2 and he he could he struggled handling that car as well but the fact that you know nikita was spinning throughout every session Mm. for me you know it shows to me yes the car is shocking but also 
he's you know a shocking driver um and i think a danger like i'm i'm i i was kind of relieved that he wasn't in the mix anymore and going anywhere near any of our precious drivers with his like russian torpedo whatever that car is so anyway <laughs> i've had my rant but basically <laughs> basically it was hilarious and yeah they're going to do badly this year which is such a shame but i've just you've just got to hope and it, it will be the case because of his name but i was going to say you've got a um it will be the case because of his name but you've got to hope that schumacher will be given a, a chance in a different car sometime which i'm sure he will because he's a schumacher so you are right liv that the has has f1 uh twitter people do an excellent job of of deflecting it away they are mm. really, they are really quite funny if you if you are if you are inclined to glance at twitter now and then do check them out they are very funny in fact most of the most of them do a great job um of, of taking themselves not very seriously mm. and also irritating the other teams as well and, and that's that's always quite nice never forget the uh, mercedes tweet like something about gives you wings um which one was yeah. that um, they said that they did they said like oh um um amg power gives you wings that's at the, the end one, of the race the and i was like yeah. oh my god yeah. and then i also saw one where it was like oh i can't i need, i have to find it but it was like someone made a comment about something and and mercedes went oh like like overtaking a red bull i'll have to find it but <laughs> yeah it was funny um but yeah they have good banter and it's great and it's it's like a, such a cool time to like be involved in social media because people like they're the teams are having the, like they the, the sorry the account managers are having their own sort of free reign on it and having good banter and, and posting fun things like memes and stuff which before like you've got to admit like a few years ago that wouldn't have happened so they've yeah. really transformed it, w- it um, was very corporate yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. This, oh, is the, is, uh, this is a fantastic time to get into the sport if you are 100%. listening to our podcast because you found it somehow um and are thinking well I, this is the first season i've 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 watched and paid attention to. Firstly, welcome. And secondly, you are in for a treat because you've got Drive to Survive. You've got the engagement on, on things like Twitter. You've got engagement on, on YouTube, even the seven-minute like highlights mm-hmm. you can get. Mm-hmm. Now, fanta- fantastic. It's just everywhere. Our, the, the post-Bernie era has really tried to promote... Um, just a sense of community. There were there were stupid rules before, like you weren't allowed to use clips of of Formula One you know, races. And the only reason we can do this podcast, you know, getting clips off YouTube and and sticking it in to show to you know show you interesting thing we listen to, is because we're allowed to do that. Hmm. Uh, I feel like this is the way the sport's gone forward, and they've. The the uh, I think I read that twenty million more Formula One fans is what they're predicting because of of the the promotion on on things like Netflix and YouTube and, and social media. So it, this is not only a great time because we might actually have a championship on our uh, fight on our hands, but also because you can engage in in new ways. Formula One TV, for example, is you can pay six quid a month to watch it. Mm. That's dirt cheap. No no longer do you have to buy Sky and then the Sky Sports plus package for a million million pounds a year and your liver <laughs> honestly there's been so many people i've spoken to have said oh i didn't really know too much about f1 and then i watched um f1 drive to survive and it's so good it's so interesting it's like you know obviously it's been deployed it's been programmed for that very reason but there's 
in my mind, there's not been such a successful series on Netflix or Amazon to for promoting a sport. So, for example, uh, a number of football teams tried it with Amazon, but that's not really had the same effect. So, uh, so plaudits to Liberty Media because they've obviously uh, put their money where their mouth is to get more fans in, not only with social media, but expanding it to different areas of the world. So um, the only way is up, really. Only way is up. So I feel we've got to talk about Sebastian Vettel, Um, qualified in 18th when Stroll was 10th, finished in 15th when Stroll finished 10th, he's got a 10 second penalty uh, for ploughing into the back of Esteban Ocon and then complaining on the radio that he apparently quote changed his line when he locked up, questionable, and he's got 5 points on his licence. I don't want to be a sort of merchant of doom, but um, I kind of feel that they've replaced a very good egg, Perez, with a, a falling star in Vettel. And I, I'm concerned this is going to be a trend for this season where Vettel is spiralling down and not really offering a very average Aston Martin team that much. Yeah, and to keep your egg analogy, I feel like where uh, Vettel is a bit of a scrambled egg at the moment. He doesn't really know where he's at. And I think for I feel like Ferrari is giving has done that to him perhaps uh, PTSD. Um, I expected more from him, but then again, we don't know how well he's adapted to the different feeling car because the Ferrari was so down on power last year. You know, Vettel might not be used to being able to actually accelerate quickly. Um, it's it's really tricky because I feel like Vettel is on his way out a little bit. I think it'd be. Uh, I I was having a conversation the uh, earlier or yesterday with my father about this, and I said that I think it'd be really nice if Hamilton and Vettel left at the same time. Uh, obviously, they'd be at very different uh, points in their career, but I feel like looking at Vettel's performance, he's he is kind of slow mm. now. Uh, it might just be the one race. You know, I'm I'm willing in five races time or three races time, if Vettel is absolutely champion, um, championing the car and pushing himself, you know, to, to eat my words. But from what I saw on Sunday and on Saturday, he is a he is a driver that is conscientious and polite and sort of a bit you know, sort of slow. It just mm. when he slammed into the back of Ocon, he said, Oh, you know, uh, he tried change his line. He didn't change his line. He 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 wasn't even turning in at that point. He, he, Ocon was getting to the end of the straight and was about to turn in. There was no line to change. It was bizarre. Mm. So yeah, I, I feel like Vettel is is kind of on his way out, and I, I feel that's a bit sad because he's kind of done a little bit. He's doing a little bit like a Raikkonen did. Uh, last year where he's now in sort of a slower car and trundling at the back so fingers crossed he can pick it up a little bit but I do think he's past his peak I I don't think Aston Martin will will necessarily get what they want out of Vettel which is a bit of a mentor for Stroll and if that's the only reason they wanted him then well I feel like they're going to be a little disappointed I think as well off the back of last year and the success of Racing Point Vettel and so many others had it in their heads that it would be better the same this year or better you know with that car like yeah they've changed names but um people had this oh my god it's Sebastian Vettel 
you know, four-time world champion joining a team that's on the up, you know, it's the change its name, it's now a classic, you know, British racing group. Oh, love, love, love. You know, the, it was only positives. And so I think it, the expectations were maybe set too high by fans, by Vettel himself, by the team. It's got to be said that the team themselves, like... Um, Lawrence Stroll and and everyone were oh you know you know we've got world champion with us and you know we're gonna, we're going to be fighting for points fighting for podiums this year they kind of made their own doom by <laughs> by by predicting that far that higher result and I I was one of them that you know I thought this is time for Vettel's like resurgence I really did because for me he's someone that deserves more undeserves that a good car to drive in because i think that he's you know very very important to the the sport and has and i should remain a part you know a really key part and should be noted you know in history with some of some really great drivers because i think not only is he you know was a great driver but he also fights for the you know good causes and he you know he runs the drivers thingy majiggy um thingy that George has joined what's it called the Grand Prix Drivers Association mm-hmm. that he's now got George George Russell in and he you know he he fights for arguments about about tracks and he recently the I think I heard in the commentary that the plane flyover was now using a more environmentally friendly fuel source because Seb complained to the FIA that they were flying over unnecessary planes that were releasing unnecessary you know, um, oxidants into the world etc etc so you know Seb is someone that deserves greatness and he has had such a tough time since going to um, Ferrari which was just no way that you know after that was his dream forever that that's the way it ended up was devastating but then because of that us and him and so many others you know this this we thought this was the time and I think it was dumb <laughs> to have that excitement, but you know everyone did, and so yeah, I I do think unfortunately, it I don't see him moving up to a higher team than this in the future. So it's either staying at Aston Martin for a while for a number of seasons and then trickling down, or or he may have to leave soon, which is devastating because he, as I said, he he deserves he deserves more. Well, where do you think? What do you think, Tom? Yeah, about Vettel, his performance and whether or not he'll pick it up a little bit and whether or not this was just a bit of an anomaly in his season i kind of everyone has bad days yeah well, no, exactly exactly but he's been having two bad seasons coming on three seasons now um, but those could be put down to the car i mean yeah you can put it down to the car but vettel was brought in because he was a four-time world champion he, he was brought in to take them take them forwards and granted he doesn't design the car or make the car but i mean when you're out qualified eight by sort of a, a gap of eight places to Lance Stroll, who, as we say, is only just coming up to being an adequate driver, finishing in fifteenth, making you know these silly, silly mistakes again, like the, the, plowing into the back of Ocon. This is not the first time this has happened um, for Vettel over the last few years. It's becoming more and more common. And yes, he apologised to him afterwards and said that he was wrong to go and say what he did about um, changing lines, etc. But there's just mistake after mistake with him and I don't feel like he's adding enough if anything to a team which is looking really average I think if you compare him to Alonso who's not been in a car for what four or five years if not more yes he was he uh DNF'd but um he did a sterling job uh Alonso and I feel you know if you compare the two drivers I th- I was saying to friends that um Alpina are essentially trying to run with a broken leg i.e. Alonso's not going to be good enough but I I feel I should switch that analogy somewhat to uh, to Aston Martin because 
Vettel's far more of a hindrance, I think, than a than a positive, especially compared to Perez, which, granted, it doesn't make it easy coming after a, a great driver like him, but um, he's, he's spiraling downwards, and I, I think he'll he'll leave the sport next year. Yeah, who knew that going into this, it wouldn't be Alonso that is the experienced, you know, sort of <laughs> OAP on the track, yeah. but actually perhaps... Vettel mm. and Raikkonen's picked up this year as well. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So it can't just be and an I, age factor, can it? No, no. I don't, just to lighten it up because it was that was quite depressing. <laughs> like the whole the whole thing. I am. Um, I agree. I agree. But I really hope that we were wrong and it was just the one race and he's going to have a good season. Mm, no, but um, yeah. just set on that, the, the three we mentioned, I seen saw quite a lot of posts and on the over the weekend of you know Raikkonen and um, Alonso and Vettel like. What year are we in? <laughs> Things like that. Like, but it's true. Like, what are the, what are these old people doing on our grid? Yeah, um, and yeah. Schumacher, of course, as well. Like, obviously, a different one, but the name. <laughs> so, thank you very much, dear listener, for listening to another episode of F1 in Review. There is no racing next week in terms of Formula One, but we will return to talk more about the Bahrain Grand Prix. There was just so much to unpack. We thought, why not give it two episodes, considering we've got the time. To do so, we're going to be unpacking uh, the races of Sonoda, Leclerc, uh, and other drivers who did extremely well, and those who did not so well uh, in comparison from what we were expecting of them and what their teams were perhaps expecting of them. The next race will be on the 17th of April, that will be in Imola, and we'll be using the next episode and the ones after that, really, to basically set the scene and to put forward our predictions, hopes, and maybe some fears of what's to come for the rest of the season. Until next time, thank you very much for listening. And actually, before we end, I was just thinking, uh, this weekend is the start of the first round of Extreme E, which Extreme is... Extreme E! Sorry, I should have said it. Extreme E! It's, the new, it's a brand new series. It's set up by Alejandro Agag, who is the same guy who set up Formula E six or seven years ago now. And he has moved on to new ventures. Like He's very ambitious, this, this man. And he, um, yeah, he set this up. It's essentially rallying in electric cars they are they can't travel very far unfortunately so everything is about 20 minutes or or shorter but there's some nice little quick time stages and then races and people who um finish in the latter stages of a quali um get like a second chance um opportunity and stuff so it's a really interesting um um, series and in addition they have a completely split grid of half male and half female drivers so really really exciting and i definitely recommend it'll be on the bbc um, I'm pretty sure. Actually, I don't know. Yeah, I it, think it's on yeah. the BBC. Yeah. And on Sky. Because was on, was it on Top Gear? What, did they show off yeah. the car on Top mm-hmm. Gear? Mm-hmm. They did, yeah. yeah. Um, Freddie Flintoff drove it. So yeah, that, um, Extreme E is this weekend. Definitely give that a watch. And then the following weekend, um, Formula E have a double header in Rome, um, which should be Ooh. pretty exciting. So yeah, lots of motorsport until yeah, we're back three, in Imola. Yeah, with three weeks. Three weeks so, of fun uh, before we resume. Exactly. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Enjoy. Crossed. Yeah, fingers crossed we get some good action. And let us know on, on our social media what you think of Extreme because maybe we'll give it a mention in our next episode and see what we thought. 